every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the whistle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. It's six o'clock. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy. Although tonight it doesn't look like there's going to be any comedy. Uh, I know that Lauren Kraut is on her way. And I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm here. And uh, it's just, it was just one of those days I, I didn't post on the internet. I didn't feel like going on the internet today. I was doing other things and other, you know, other exciting things. And I just didn't have time to get on the internet because I was living my life and having a really good time doing it. Uh, and I figured, you know, well, I've been doing this every Friday without fail since the beginning of time. And even if... I'm not here. Someone else is always here. So I figured if someone will show up, they know what's going on. But maybe they don't know what's going on. So anyways, yeah, it's happening. But they're not here yet. So we'll listen to a little ABBA. And we'll hang out. And uh, hopefully we have some comics for you. Here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. And when you get the Well, my goodness, 
We don't have any comics here yet. That's oh, but Fred, there's there's a comic here. The first comic is here. That's exciting. Uh, I'm letting someone know that it probably someone said, "Can I be 13?" And I'm like, "There aren't. There's no one here. Uh, there is no one here. Crawley won't be open that long. There we go. Uh, all right. So." I've learned that everyone needs the internet to survive. And even if you do the same thing every Friday at six o'clock for five years, if you don't tell people that you're do that people just don't believe that you would have the discipline to show up. Sorry, I can't afford internet at my house. And today, oh, I was busy and I just didn't feel like walking all the way down to Edinburgh Castle to steal theirs. And I just figured, oh, well, people will know it happens, and I guess they didn't. Well, we'll listen to some ABBA, and maybe some comics will roll in. We've got one here, but we should have at least a quorum. We should have at least five to do something, huh? I believe that Lauren Crowd is on her way, and uh, yeah, here, listen, uh, enjoy. This is probably my favorite ABBA song.
Right, Ian, you want to do? Ian, you want to do 10? You can do whatever you want. Yep, practice whatever you want. Everybody, hey. 
It's Ian, yay! Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey! How are we? Woo! This is gonna be good. This takes me back, Pam. Look like COVID. It's like just you, me, Brady, and like Hunter Uniac. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's uh, that was a fun time. Well, this is just kind of. We just met, and now you're just gonna judge me based off these jokes, okay? I just started therapy. Very big deal for me, thank you. Uh, but it kind of sucks because my therapist is hot. And it's not good because it affects all the answers to the questions she asked me. You know, she's like, Ian, do you ever get anxious? I'm like, shit, girl, only when I talk to you. Ha <laughs> ha. Weird. But it's true, you know, and, and sometimes I'm sitting in the room and I realize this is just my worst nightmare from high school. You know, just sit in a room with a hot woman and tell her all your insecurities, okay? I'm afraid that if I tell her I get panic attacks, she won't go to prom with me. So I'm holding out on that one a little bit. She gives me, like, hot girl advice, too. She's like, Ian, you just got to wake up every morning. You got to look in the mirror and say your daily affirmations. I was like, all right. So I woke up the next morning. I looked in the mirror, and I said, just give me fucking Xanax, please. That's what I want. I'm affirming it. Okay, fun, fun, fun. Oh, really? How many? One million people. <laughs> That's enough for me. Okay, Um, let me think. Hello. How's it going? You came in, you, you came in on, on the, the best set of my life, so <laughs> buckle up. Uh, <laughs> I just got, I, I, I just got assaulted for the first time. I got my ass grabbed for the first time, and, uh, and it, it was a little startling at first. I was at the club, and I was a little startled. I was like, oh, what's going on? I, and I turned around, and, and, and I was kind of angry, and then I saw that it was a 6'5", like, big, like, Latino guy. And I was like, I'm okay with this, actually. Uh, I'm good with this. Do you guys ever get scared into becoming homosexual? Because that's what happened with me. I was like, yes, sir, you do what you want. I'm yours, okay? But I... I I'm going to be honest, it did feel good. It felt good to be wanted a little bit, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> That's how insecure I am. I was, and, I, and I'm really insecure about my butt, too. You know, I'm built like a two-by-four, so I don't got much going on back there. So I was like, yeah, go ahead, grab it. I got cake. Yeah, let's, let's take a bite while you're back there, please. But now it's at the point where I can only get, like, an ego boost if I'm sexually assaulted. That's not good. That's really bad, okay? I've been wearing crop tops and I walk through construction zones. I'm like, what do we think today, guys? What do we think? Let's hear it. Okay. I wish uh, I wish men had a better bathroom community. That's what I think. I think men had a, I, I wish we did. It's true, because I always hear the stories about the women's bathroom. It seems very exciting, you know? They're like helping each other. They're crying. They're consoling each other. They're doing drugs. It's, it sounds amazing. If I went into the men's bathroom doing drugs, and crying. I'm going to get some dirty looks, okay? It's not the same. Wish it was. It's not. The only interaction, du dudes will say this to each other. They'll be like, they'll be like meet me in the bathroom. I it's always about sex. It's never about friendship. That's what I'm trying to say, okay? Let's make friends. I write my name and my number on the stall wall, you know? I'm like, for a good time and a friendly chat, call me, please. Okay, I'll end on this kind of long story. So I, I used to do sports growing up. I did sports my entire life. 
I was bad every single year. Every single year I was bad. Didn't get any better. I was only good one year in baseball when I was held back from the majors to the minors. I stayed one extra year. And I'll tell you this, you can really dominate when you're six inches taller than every other kid. It was good. I was dominating these children. It was an ego boost. It was an ego boost I really needed, okay? Felt good. I did lacrosse. That was crazy. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You kind of like look at me. But right, right, and I thought that. I was like, oh, I'll fit in, dude. I, I, it was so white that I was considered a minority. It was incredible. They're like, well, this is, a, this is the darkest guy we've seen ever. <laughs> Pick up a stick. That's how white it was. I was like taken aback a little bit. But there was one time I did swimming. I did competitive swimming. I was on a swim team, and there was one year where we were at a swim meet. And uh, my, my, there was a race that happened. It was just a race. And we realized that my team forgot to send someone from our team. So they were like, they came up to me and they were like, Ian, can you do this race alone while all these kids and all their parents watch you in this Olympic-sized pool and we'll time you and compare the time to the other kids? And I'm fucking like 10 years old. What am I going to say? No. I'm like, sure. So I did the race and I remember in my head as I'm doing it, I'm like, they probably think I'm so fucking good right now. They're probably like calling the Olympics. They're like, this kid's a prodigy. I got out of the pool. They compared the times. I was last place still. So I know. But I think that might mean I might be the only person in the history of ever to compete in a race against nobody and still lose. (laughs) I think that's something. That's impressive in itself. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's all I got. Bye. Ian Langlands, that was fantastic. You poor darling. I was also a loser. Uh, No, you're fantastic. You're a winner in my book, Always and Forever. Ian Langlands. Yay. Hey, baby, I won today. Um, All right. Your next comedian is all the way from Dallas. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mira. This mic stand is about a foot taller than me right now, just for context. Hi, my name is Mira Patel. No, I don't know your dentist, your ophthalmologist, or the owner of the last motel you stayed at, or 7-Eleven for that matter. I did just move here from Texas. It gets so hot here, or it gets so hot there that our income tax evaporates along with our women's rights. I went on a date last weekend. Um, It did not go well. It ended because he had to go home and call his mother. Uh, Jury's out on whether he finished his call because I went on another date and did. (laughs) Uh, I am in the market for a new relationship. I'm hoping it lasts longer than the last one. It lasts about as long as Texas winter, so three weeks. The record. It was great. The breakup was fun. Uh, That lasted like three months. It was great. Uh, I haven't, people have COVID for longer than my last relationship. I still haven't had COVID yet because I'm so undateable that even COVID doesn't want me. (laughs) It's okay. I like my men like I like my coffee. Tall, dark, and just hot enough to last a little while. I do have a screening method for dating. I show them a picture of my six pound white fluffy Maltese. And if they think she's too small, so are they worked about 10% of the time. Uh, Some guys are so emotionally dumb that they can't communicate how they actually feel and just make up random reasons to break up with you. I got broken up with because I didn't run on a path, I didn't work for Google, I didn't catch a butterfly, and 
my dog was too small. So that was the 10%. One time I asked a guy if he was going to break up with me on the way to the airport. He said, no, why would you think that? Comforted me for 20 minutes, 20 full minutes. And then he did it the next day. So this guy was so panicked about breaking up with me that he crowdsourced how, when, and where to break up with me from me. That one was fun. <sighs> My friend got dumped in the middle of chemo. That sucked. But it's a happy story. Her hair has grown back beautifully, unlike his receding hairline. Um, what is in your wallet? That's what I ask all my dates, because I work at Capital One. I like to think of my exes like sports cars. They look expensive, they're easy to steal, and they depreciate the moment they drive off my lot. I'm so single, I asked my mom to set me up with an arranged marriage, and she was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work for you. I like to date South Asian guys. Unfortunately, because dating South Asian guys is like dating guys with multiple personality disorder, they either think they're black and can say the N-word because they grew up in the hood, and by the hood, they mean Fremont. So, or they think they're white, and there's a case of internalized racism, and they want a blonde girl with blue eyes, even though they're like six foot two, and like, this isn't going nowhere. I give up on that. <laughs> <sighs> Have you ever been rejected by someone so hard that they chose hot water and you over cold water and not you. I'll work on that one. And I think every guy with an Android is uncircumcised. And with that, I am done with my set. <laughs> Mira! What is with the hate on Androids? I have an Android phone. Is there a, is there a hate against, it? does it mean I'm uncool? Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, all right, it's my, do you want to tell jokes, sir? Okay, I'm going to tell jokes. Would you clap for me, yay. It's a weird day, Mira. It's not usually like this. It's usually like, this is this is a weird this is a weird day. Sorry about that. Uh, I was busy today. I and he said it's okay if I say it. Um, I got laid for the first time in six <laughs> months. Yes, yes. I decided that open mic was promoting for it was not important, and having sex with a stranger that I met on the bus was. So that's <laughs> that was how I and I didn't meet him today. I met him last Friday, Friday night, at 2.30 in the morning on the 14 bus. I was getting off of Doc's Clock where I'm a, I'm a backup, backup door guy. And so I was microdosing shrooms and, you know, doing the door as one does. And I had three whiskeys that night. So not anything crazy or whatever, but, you know, I'm a little blind and I was on the bus. But I guess I thought this guy was cute. And... Um, it was a great bus ride. He was with a skateboard army, and at one point, they all started screaming, chanting, Pam is hot, Pam is hot. And then they started another cheer, get her number, or like, give him your number. So I put my number into Kyle's phone, or I mean Miles, I'm supposed to use a different name. Miles. Miles, Miles is his request, Miles's phone. I put the digits in, and then he said, will you kiss me? And this is on the bus at 2.30 in the morning last 
And I was like, yeah. So, hey, Lauren, you made it. Yay. Um, so I kissed this guy on the bus and I felt like I was on an episode of Love Island. Like, cause I'm not usually attracted to people. And when I am attracted to people, they're not usually attracted to me because I am attracted to young skateboarders. And so he had my number and he texted me all that night. Turns out they all went, all those crazy boys, they went to the crazy horse and I had given them a bunch of shrooms cause I was like, I don't need these anymore. And they all microdosed them. And so at the crazy horse, you're not allowed to drink. And we, we, he and I were talking today and he said, so Ky Kyle came over, I, gosh, shit, Miles. So today I decided not to be on the internet because I was, because he didn't even get my socials. He, we just had each other's number and we were texting back and forth and it turned into like sexting. And then he was like, I'm going to finish up my work really fast. And I was like, okay. And he was like, can you, I'll drive over. And I was like, okay. And I was, for whatever reason, I was like, this is fine. He's not going to murder me. I've never done a Tinder. I've never had like a thing. I've never done that. And I, so that's why today fell apart. Thank you. And it's, well, you know, a lot of this is because I was saying recently, I was like, ugh, I'm not attracted to anybody and all this stuff. And I was like, so this morning, he, he was supposed to come last night to the show and he didn't show up. And I was like, ugh, I'm done with this guy. But he texted me this morning, he said, oh, I fell asleep, something, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it's okay. I'm over it. I forget what you look like anyway. And he wrote back, baller or something really cool and then he took a picture of himself and he is so cute i was like oh never mind you're super super cute drunk pam has really good taste and it should have been awkward but he came over to my house and it was not awkward at all it all worked out and he's into poetry and oh, 31 perfect age perfect that's over the, okay, anyway, so that's, I'll tell jokes now. But that's why, that's why, it's a good story, right? It's real. But the, they were yelling on the bus. I, I was like, I can die now. I, boys, skateboard army, 2.30 in the morning, 14 mission bus, guys chanting, Pam is hot. I'm like, I can die now. I can get hit by lightning. That's it. My life can be over. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm fine with that. We could, I can die. Okay, real jokes. Uh, why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Ah! You know, you're from Texas. Texas people are fucking crazy. They love guns. In Texas, they love guns and they hate abortions. And that doesn't make a lot of second sense to me because abortions are just like fun-sized murder. Like, can't you get on board? Like, come on, fucking Texas. Make up your mind. Stay in, pick a lane and stay in it. You're either, you're either into murder or you're not. Guns. Cool. I'm triggered by the cops. I God, I love cops. Oh, they're so. Uh, they tr they trigger me. I don't. You just moved here. Have you seen him? Have you seen the new SFPD hiring practices? You haven't seen. They're only hiring cute cops, like really cute, like a little short but cute in the face, like just ah. Uh. I walked up to a gaggle of these little darlings at Civic Center, uh, and I said, I hope. SFPD makes a calendar and they put you in it and I winked and the cops smiled how many lives did I save happy cops don't shoot people I'm using my white lady privilege for good sexually harass a cop make a difference come on white ladies you can make a difference you can make a difference sexually harass a cop today save a life 
You know who's always hot? EMTs and firemen. Ugh. Ugh. Miles is a gardener. You wouldn't believe it. If I show you a picture, he looks exactly like a cross. You, I won't say names, but he's not a facsimile, but almost. He looks like a cross between my ex-boyfriend and, but tattoos, oh my God, like, uh, uh, wow. And gardener, ripped, like uh, exactly my type. Exactly my type. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, he's, he has a beard. He has a, well, yeah, he, he trims the hedges. No, he doesn't trim the hedges, which is perfect, too, because I don't trim the hedges. Like, I haven't, and that was the thing is I also didn't really clean up the crash site because there hasn't been, it's been six months. There's no reason. I have so many pubes. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. It's like super cute down there. You can pet it. He didn't mind. Uh, I was born in 1974. Didn't mind that either. He figured it out from the pieces of paper hanging in my kitchen that say that I'm a smart person. I have pieces of paper. I mean, they're, they're graduate degrees, but what the fucking point is them, you know, they're just sitting in my kitchen. But he did the math. He did the math. And he, in his head, he goes, I was like, because he told me how old he was. He has it tattooed on him, too, established in 1992. Oh! And he's, and I, I, right? I know. It's, woof, woof. And it's, yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So hot, so hot. And so he was, he was in my kitchen and he saw my di diploma and he goes, well, you graduated from UC San Diego in 1996. <laughs> so I was like, he's, like, he's like, I could do the math on that one. So now he has an idea. I'm an older woman. It's okay. Hi. I can tell actual jokes too. Uh, bye. Yeah, go get the bus. Go have good shows tonight. Thanks for doing time. Ooh, exciting story, huh? I've never internet dated. I've never been on a, any sites. I've never done it. I've... I've never been on an internet site because I don't want another platform for failure. I'm like, I just don't want to feel like another <laughs> rejection from another thing, right? So I don't get, no, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. But no, I've never been on a dating app. I, me I meet him and I met him in the wild. Woo! Um, and I just, I, I, had a, I had a great amount of trust in this one. Um, but I've never, I've never internet dated. I like to meet men the old-fashioned way by talking to them instead of filling out a survey. But I was, I was outside of a bar smoking, looking for hot guys, and a fire truck rolled up. Ooh. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an ax. Oh. And they rushed up into a building to save someone from like an opiate overdose. Came right back down. That person was clearly dead. I mean, San Francisco. And I was feeling brave, and so I waved at the fireman, and he waved back. And I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle. He rang the bell. Ring a ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid, and I didn't take down the number of the truck. How am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So my plan is to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time and pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then, whoa! That's my personal version of Tinder. <laughs> it's a long way to go for wordplay, I know. Sometimes that does, joke doesn't work because people are like, what's Tinder? It's like, it's what you used to be. Fire, fire, Tinder, good. Okay, I like that joke. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Sweet. Now we've got an audience. You can go again if you want now that we got an audience. Uh, but what we'll do right now is we will bring up, they, they were at Mars Bar two weeks ago, and you came back. 
You were, they, hey, welcome, welcome. Are you gonna tell jokes, sir? You're just here to watch you. We have four actual audience members. <laughs> this is incredible. Your next comedian is so funny. Uh, she's a regular at the Punchline, and she's in all the shows everywhere. It's awesome. Where are you tomorrow night, or is it tonight at eight o'clock? Oh, at Mo Green's. I'm gonna, I'm, I might go with you and see if I can get a guest set on that one. Uh, yeah, and then tomorrow you're on that Lost Church thing. That's amazing. Or Sunday. That's great. That's a killer lineup with Hannah Schnorties. All right, well, you guys get to see her right now for free, and it's amazing. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. So excited for you. Woo! I can't wait to see the picture. Ah. Hi. People say he's a worthless piece of shit, right? But has anyone ever said he's a worthwhile piece of shit? Could be, right? That new guy that we hired in HR, well, he's a real worthwhile piece of shit. He's as meaningful as they come. You watch. I bet his worthwhile piece of shit ass will be head of the department by Christmas. All right, that's the new one working on that. The, um, the weather app has a different cloud symbol for mostly cloudy and partly cloudy. Have you seen it? When, um, when you look for the weather, they have a little cloud with a little sun poking out and then a little bit more. It's like, what the hell? They're both cloudy. You can't see. I think you're just making work for yourself, Mr. Weatherman, trying to make yourself look busy and all important in case Jesus comes back. That's what I think. All right. I have, um, I'm looking at an old set list. I have uh, uh, to take this opportunity now to say thank you to Lynn, my roommate in college, for th telling me about Joni Mitchell. She was right. Joni Mitchell is a god. Do you know Joni Mitchell? Her music is, she's terrific, right? I didn't believe it in college. She would play her, we had albums back then. And I was like, <laughs> But now, so if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 1974-78, tell her that I'm sorry. She was right. And if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 74 to 78, also tell her I'm sorry about when Gus came over that night, I didn't know. It was my first time seeing an erect penis, and I didn't mean to wake her up and get her in trouble with her parents, but if you see Lynn from Yukon, circa 1974-78, tell her two times, I'm sorry, Joni Mitchell and Gus. And if you see Gus from Yukon, circa 1974-78, tell him I said piss off. All right. I um. What do I want to talk about? I have, uh, in addition to my many afflictions, I have math anxiety. When I'm confronted with a math problem, my mind freezes like a pond in late January. The only thing that's still going on is fear, because I'm afraid to do math in my head. That's why I asked, did, did, did he do it in his head? I can't do it. Don't ask me to figure out how old someone is who was born in 1987. I can't do it. I need a calculator. It's like 24 from 278. Can you do that in your head? No. It's too stressful. It can't do it. 
Math anxiety isn't written about in the DSM. You won't find a daily pill regimen for people to take it. It's a conspiracy by the algebra teachers in America to root out the English majors and artists and re report them for what they truly are, posers. Because we're not adults, who these people with math anxiety. We can't figure things out in our head. Don't go mistaking me for someone who could tell 17 from 42 right off the top of her head. Don't be putting me into a coma unless you want to have something fun at your Christmas party next year. All right. Thank you. That would be a sight. What's 27 from 822? I don't know. <sighs> All right. Um, as a public service announcement, here are some guidelines to follow if you ever find yourself in a psych ward. Surprise! Bet you didn't see that coming. Or maybe you did. One, share your Rice Krispies when asked. This is not the place to make enemies. Pick your fights. Snap, crackle, and pop do not warrant a black eye. Peanut butter, Captain Crunch, I stab a bitch. Two, when your doctor asks, do you have a suicide plan? Tell her it's still at Kinko's. You make copies for everyone. Do not offer her $5 to go pick it up. FYI, Kinko's does carry those hard-to-find do-it-yourself obituary kits. All sales final, cash only up front. And three, do make friends with the phlebotomist. That's the guy who takes your blood. I find whenever a man wants to stick something into me, it's best to be on a first-name basis. And if you have any questions, see me after the show. I'd like to live my life without fear. Wouldn't you? No fear? Yeah. But until that time I say, you know what, fear? Fuck you. Fuck you, fear. Fuck you and all your extended family. Fuck you, anxiety. Fuck you, hesitation. Eat shit, procrastination. Die, embarrassment. Just curl up and die. It's feelings like you that make this world the miserable, rotten place that it is. Go ahead, ask yourselves. If you weren't afraid or anxious or embarrassed to do something, you know how much you could accomplish? For instance, if I wasn't so afraid of having my head chopped off, I might still be a pastry chef. <laughs> true, true story. If you weren't so hesitant to wear plaid, you might find true love. Okay, good. My own mother was deeply, deeply embarrassed to have anyone see her drinking a cold beer on a warm night. She'd pull down all the shades and go stand in the hallway with her beer. I told her, Ma, none of the neighbors cares if you have a cold beer on a warm night, especially in your own house, especially after Mrs. Teasdale rang the doorbell once too often and you shot her. Fuck you, embarrassment. Have a cold one. She didn't really shoot anyone. I just like saying Mrs. Teasdale. That's too much, all right? I was thinking about how we're all just peop individual people. This isn't a joke yet, but I'm just putting it out there that it's going to be a joke tomorrow. We're working on it. We're all just individual people, but we're all pretty cool when we work together, right? We all got different likes and dislikes, and some people live here, and some people live, I don't know. We're, we're working on that. There's a punchline in there somewhere. I don't want to take up too much time, but I'm a fine. Okay, all right. Uh, what I don't know what else to do. Um, 
It's nice to see our faces, everybody. Nobody's wearing masks. Well, there you go. Thank you. Faces are amazing. People say, she has a kind face. He's distinguished looking. He looks just like her cat. But what if we could see each other's hearts and souls? Not the actual whole bloody thing. No, that's gross. But the spirit and soul of each person. Because there's no deception there. You can't hide an evil soul. Why, Margaret, you're absolutely glowing this afternoon. I can see right through to your shallow, vindictive nature. To which Margaret replies, Yes, Lauren, and I can see your fragile hold on reality is beginning to lose its grip. People would know the real you immediately. Can you imagine such honesty in the world? You are saying, yes, you absolutely would go out with me, but that heart of yours is twisting itself into a knot. I don't know. I tell you, we wouldn't have had the mess of the past administration if we could have seen candidate Trump's spirit and soul. That's not a heart. That's a dried-up prune. Well, I'm not voting for him. See how easy it would have been? I know, right? Any pot smokers in the group here? Don't you love how comedians say that? You never hear us asking, where are my deadbeat dads? <laughs> where are my pedophiles at? Don't woo with that one. Who voted for Trump? Huh? Yeah, I smoked some weed in my 20s. I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I did pot. I did coke. I did a lot of coke. I did, what was it? Oh, yeah, crack. But I only did it once. Don't judge. But I don't smoke pot so much anymore until I went to Seattle back in the day and my roommate had some. This was good weed. This was like crack. Where you inhale and you're high on the exhale. That's right. I'm not just some old lady. I'm an old lady with poor judgment. <laughs> she gave me something to take home. I went out and bought a pipe, those little mesh screens you put in the pipe, and a lighter. The sales lady asked if I was buying the pipe for medical or recreational use. I was too embarrassed to say, lady, I get high because it makes me forget. I'm bad at math. I have trouble making correct change, and I work as a cashier. Oh, it's medicinal. I tell you, there's nothing worse than a 60-something hippie getting reacquainted with pot. I'm getting high after breakfast. I get high three, four, nine times a day. I told my therapist about it because I was worried I was becoming addicted. She didn't think it was cause for concern. I wouldn't worry. You're not hurting anyone. Is it interfering with your comedy? No. Is it impeding your work? No. You're not high now, are you? Oh, would that be a problem? I have an addictive personality. I'm OCD. It says that in the name. This person is obsessive. Watch out. I should come with a warning label. Full disclosure, I wrote this joke stoned. I edited it stoned, and I'm stoned right now. So, yeah, I think it's cause for concern. Down the alarm that old hippie dyke is out buying up all the good weed. Somebody stop her before she hijacks a cable car and eats up Daily City. That's a munchies joke. You get the munchies when you smoke pot? Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you like to eat from when you have the munchies? Taco Bell? Yeah. <laughs> A full, a full, like a, a meal, like a burrito. a burrito, yeah. And do you wash it down with anything, like a soda or? Uh huh. Your biggest red flag is that you don't like soda. 
No, that's fine. I that's fine. That's cool. What else? What else do you guys eat when you have the munchies? Do you have munchies? What do you eat? Pizza? Yeah. Anybody else? With Coca Cola? Oh. I get. I go back and forth between salt and and salty and crunchy and then something sweet. Because once you have something sweet, then you want something salt. And then you go back to have something sweet, and then you go back to have salt, and then you smoke some more, and then you have it. All right, I'm going to do one more, and then um, I don't know what time it is, but I have to go uh, to get to. Um, oh. Okay. Okay. I um, I'm going to uh, leave you with this. Um, let's pause for a brief moment. Okay, that's enough. And reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, thank you. Followed or not, you're late. I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. Just the last time. You're wasting time. I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's in second, what's on first? I don't know. Third base. That's my time. I'm Lauren Kraut. Give it up for Pam. Lauren Kraut, yay! Let her at. I'm just gonna do five more. Thank you, Mira. Uh, I'm gonna do five more minutes on weed since that was so popular with you, and then I'll let everybody go. You ever smoke so much weed that you forget how your own shower works? It happened to you? It's hot. It's cold. It's ah! It's like Airbnb being in your own home. How's this fucking shower work? Why is there cat litter all over the floor? Paying a lot of money for this place. You ever, uh, you ever smoke so much weed you understand Spanish on the bus? Oh, yeah. Que pasa en tus pantalones? Una fiesta en mis pantalones et todos vienen. I never explain it. If, if people speak Spanish, they get it. If they don't, it's fine. Uh, I actually was called, I don't speak very much. Me entiendo más que me habla. But a guy called me a puta cabra on the bus. Not a chupacabra, not a goat eater, nay. A puta cabra, a goat whore. Oh! This has got to be a compliment. I mean, finally, I'm the greatest of all time at something. <laughs> I'm the goat whore. Or he could have meant that incredible metal band from Louisiana. Goat whore. Face melting metal. Ah, fantastic. Still a compliment. I think we really should rebrand catcalling. Uh, I live in the Tenderloin, and woof. And those guys, they compliment. Uh, one guy yelled at me from across the street. He was like, hey, you've been living a long time to look 22. The fucking compliment. I'm taking it. Thank you, sir. And the best compliment a person under 30 can give you is, uh, you're a real one. Oh, I see you. 
those are just words. It's not a compliment. I see you. A guy in a supine position looked up and said, you look radiant. That is a compliment. I try not to wear skirts in the tenderloin because I get unwanted attention. And uh, one guy came up to me and he's like, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, oh my God, it's so gross. Catcalling, cross the line, so gross. So gross. Why do you want to smell that dude's jizz, bro? My God. <laughs> totally on you. So gross. Ideally, it's on me. I'm so lonely. <laughs> Masturbate to podcasts. That's not true anymore. Yay. It's such a good day. Okay. Magic. Uh, I really haven't cleaned up the crash site in a long time. I was born in 1974, and I have the bush to match. Uh, it's dank and swampy, and no one can find Charlie. That's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. Are you not old enough to get the Vietnam reference? I have abortions older than you, I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure that's 100% true. I had my first abortion in 1995, you're welcome. And I only have one regret about that abortion, and it's that I didn't have the kid. Because <sighs> right now I could be banging all of his friends. <laughs> I love 27-year-olds. Oh my God, they're so hot, so dumb, so dumb. Ugh, I started, I love them so much, I started watching Premier League soccer because finally I get to watch hot 27-year-old men make goals. One last joke, I feel like we're friends now. I'm gonna let you go, not hold you hostage anymore. But we can be friends. Friends tell each other secrets. I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys. I do. I do. Because uh, I want to I take their dick and I want to pull it up. And I want to pull their foreskin up over the dick. And I want to put a shot of Jameson in their foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. <laughs> can I finally get what I want? You know, it's twofold. Ah! One, I'm an alcoholic, and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Uh, and two, I have an eating disorder, and I like a place to hide M&Ms from myself. Surprise! Yay, it's a snack. Um, all right, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for coming. We do this every Friday. Usually we have more comics, but I just dropped the ball today because I just did. But that's great, because now we can go to Mo Green's and see if I can pick up a set. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate you so much. Saturdays at 2 o'clock, we're at Atlas Cafe outside around the corner, and that's another free show with people and comics and stuff. So, yay! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spider-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle. Or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Right. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in who's that live.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true. First Sundays of every month, join your friends from Mutiny Radio at Hotel Utah on 4th and Bryant. 5 p.m. first Sundays for free comedy. Is San Francisco getting you down? Is everything too expensive? Not first Sundays of the month at Hotel Utah for free comedy with Mutiny Radio. Incredible lineups every month with the best comedians from around the Bay. 
join your friends trying to keep things affordable for free comedy first Sundays of the month. Hotel Utah, 4th Street. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog-friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. (laughs) Dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors that are countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we gonna do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. But not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Take it with the freezers. Reservations. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talk in public schools. In a tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless who is that live.com comedy local shows on sale now everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that, Who's that? 
go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. every month at 7.30. Come to OMG on Savory 6th Street for DGIF. Thank God it's funny. Every third Friday at OMG, check us out. Free shows, great drink specials, hilarious comics every Friday. San Francisco, gouging ya. Here we go. Free comedy with Mutiny Radio. You know you love us. Third Fridays of every month. OMG, 6th Street. Come on out with your friends. Mutiny Radio, G-G-I-F at O-M-G.
just about anybody goes to the Cafe Black Rose. Drink, party, and eat. If you ain't down, you better not hang around, else you sure as hell will get beat. The grease is nice and at a decent price, and all the bitches is fine. UniRadio.fm, found round sound, going down and around and around in the big town with the big sound. The jazz is so sweet, you'll be patting your feet while sipping on a cold glass of wine. You can cop your bag, a grief or a skag, and even some coke or some hash. But don't ask for no credit or they'll tell you forget it. Cause hustlers only deal in cold cash. We had just finished greasing when the bitches started teasing. For us a split and lay, spoons cunt collar was tight. Which is understandably right after serving three years in a day. We about ready to split when our dirt brother harmony grit. A runner from the south side of town. He was coming our way, so I figured we'd lay and hear about the happenings going down. Brother Grit was hip to all kinds of shit. I mean, there wasn't nothing he didn't know. He knew every hustler's name, including his game, and who did or didn't keep dough. He traded jives and slapped each other five. As Spoon silently checked him out, he had heard that Spoon was my eight boom coon, so he knew what our hustle was about. He was his usual self, the Spoon as well. Tension building up at the convention as the hustlers began to arrive. Must have been 9,000 or more that came through the door. The time was 11:55. There were pickpockets and dope pellers, murderers and thieves, card shop gamblers with aces up their sleeves, bank robbers, burglars, boosters and pimps, prostitutes, car girls, and all kinds of nymphs, loan sharks, swindlers, counterfeiters and fences, crooked politicians spending campaign expenses. Arson and boogies in the mob And anybody else who ever killed, cheated, or robbed Next pug lean brown proceeded to pat us down While his broad checked our hats Grit nodded to him slightly and brown Shook us down lightly, treating us like diplomats Brown let us slide, so we went inside With our 38 strapped to our chest Without making a sound, we slowly looked around And scoped on all the rest of the guests It was a whole lot to dig as our eyes swiftly scanned the place. The decor was fine. Everybody looked high as I focused on a familiar face. It was Stingy Brim Slim and his crime partner Jim. Two hustlers from a long ways back. They were dressed to the bone and their reputations are well known. Bagged in on kilos of smack. They were rapping. Big Bill Wheeler, international dope dealer about who was going to win the night. Bill had better grand on the main band who supposedly had his shit up tight. But me and Spoon, we just grinned as we continued to pin to see who else was there. We spotted finger poppin' Teddy and his call girl Betty, whose perfume had lit up the air. I recall the past and how Teddy's rep had spread fast for being so swift with his hands. From the wallet in your pocket to a ring watch or locket, we specialize in expensive brands. 
Now Betty is instead could kill a great boy in bed and make the chump submit. They would come before they came, then she would pickpocket the lame while telling him that he wasn't shit. My eyes caught a glimpse of two super fly pimps who had just come through the door. I could tell they were down and out of town just by the clothes that they wore. Like a peacock parade, they strutted around on silk slacks, handmade, morning can alligator shoes, decked out in coats and shirts of pink, yellow, and red, switching the gold piece spread. Like they couldn't lose. Rolling out with tips, everything you catch your breath. And how smooth they seem to be. But there was one thing you knew for sure that they couldn't be no more. Between their masses of brutality, you would find out that they were just two straight haters. Rockets that you catch like that. They were known as Freedom Cars from out of Harlem and Yonkers. Hard feelings to the sky.
trees and woods around my house were a perfect setting for faking it. I would spend all afternoon pretending I had run away and I had to live on my own. I would bring Troll House cookies and a sweatshirt and try to make a fire. I would sneak outside of our house at dusk with a pair of binoculars and search the streets for murderers. I created scenarios in my head that I always managed to escape from kidnap fantasies where I would wriggle free from the rope. Fire fantasies where I would save my whole family and jump from my window into a snowbank. Drugstore robbery daydreams where I would find a way to connect with the troubled teen and get him to drop the gun. After school, I would eat ravenously and then hop on my pink puffy bike. The bike read cactus flower on the side, and as I coasted down the street, I would pretend I was being chased, riding fast and helmetless. I would look over my shoulder and pick a random car and decide it was filled with Russians. I would pedal furiously up to the edge of the woods and jump off my bike, stacking it into bushes. And then I would pile leaves on top of me and lie very still. Imagine how ridiculous those bad guys would feel when they realized they had walked right past me. Enemies had thick tongued accents and fur hats. I would pretend to wait until they were gone and then jump out of the leaves to get into the business of delivering the microchip into the hands of Pat Benatar.
shiny things that come in your life. And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking.
And finally, if you don't eat pussy, keep walking. Give me that kitty.
Thank you.